0: I don't know where they find all these songs. (laughs) Nobody ever repeats a song. It's beautiful. Stand with me tonight, if you wouldn't, turn with me to the book of St. Luke. I'm going to preach a sermon out of season. This is out of season. So we'll we'll just go with it. I'm going to be in the first chapter, Luke chapter 1. This should really be a Christmas sermon, but we're going to do it tonight. Luke chapter 1. This is a story of um, Zacharias and Elizabeth. And if you remember, Zacharias was in the temple and an angel Gabriel showed up and told him that his wife Elizabeth was going to have a baby and they were old and well open years and the time of having babies were done with them. And uh, Elizabeth became a child and she was with child six months when the angel Gabriel showed up to Mary and told her that she was going to be with child. And she said, how shall this be since I don't know a man? And, and the Lord told her, or the angel told her that Elizabeth was with child. And, and so she went out there to where she was. Which is where we're going to pick it up. We're going to pick up with verse 39. It says, and Mary arose in those days and went out to the hill country with haste into a city of Judah And entered the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost, and she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to share your word, God. I pray for the next few minutes, Lord God, I would simply be a mouthpiece for your thoughts, Lord God. May you, Lord God, move in our behalf, O God, and may you touch our hearts, O God. And may everything that's said and done tonight glorify the name of the precious Son of God, Jesus Christ. We give you praise for it tonight, for it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. So the Bible says in 1 John chapter 3 that whenever we come to Christ, that there's a seed of Christ that's placed within us. And he goes on to say that as long as we keep that seed of Christ within us. The Bible says that we won't won't sin, that we'll live without sin as long as that seed of Christ is within us. And then if we do sin, that seed of Christ that's within us convicts us of our sin so that we want to repent of our sin and get our lives back right with Christ. It's the seed of Christ that rests within us that causes us to walk the way that we walk and talk the way that we talk. Paul told the Galatian church, if you walk in the Spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So we got two writers here, and both of them say the same thing, that the seed of Christ, the, the, the seed of the Spirit that lives within us, causes us to be able to live without sin, and if we do sin, it causes us to have conviction so that we will live for Christ and confess our sins and get back in right standing with Christ. So, knowing those two things tonight, I want to take that thought of having a seed within us and I want to bring it back here to Luke chapter 1 to ask you this question tonight. What causes that seed in your spirit to jump? What causes that seed in your spirit to jump? Have you ever been in a position? Have you ever been in a service have you ever been driving down the road? Have, you know, here's how we used to say it. We used to sing, if you sang song 243, whatever that is, if you sang song 243, oh sister so-and-so, she'd get happy and she'd shout, she'd run around the church, or if you sang this particular si- song, or if you get on this particular subject, oh brother so-and-so, he would go, he would, oh boy, you, he, he'd just have himself a hallelujah fit. Why are they doing that? Because something in that song, something in their memory, something in their spirit, when they heard that, it excited that spirit within them and caused it to leap. And with Elizabeth, when she heard the voice of Mary, hallelujah, hallelujah, and her carrying the the Christ child, uh, when she heard that voice, something inside of her caused John to leap. And when John leapt, she was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she began to prophesy. And I want to ask you tonight what causes that baby in you to leap? What causes that seed of Christ that's within you? You know, we're not, we're not, we don't depend upon the emotions to follow Christ. I mean, the Word of God is true whether I feel it or not, right? I don't have to feel some big exciting something to pray for you and know that God's healed you because I simply depend and have faith in what the word of God says. Is that right? If it says by his stripes we're healed then we pray the prayer of faith we touch heaven. We know that that healing's coming whether we feel anything or not. So we don't live by feelings. We don't live by emotions. We don't live by those things but praise God we get to have them. Praise God it's not just a blind faith. Praise God, the Spirit of the Most High God burns in my soul every now and then, and the Holy Ghost will set my feet a-dancing. The Holy Ghost will make me say hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will let my spirit jump so that I get excited every now and then. Tammy gets gets a little loud over here in the corner. Why does she do that? Why does she do that? She does that because something excites that seed within her and that seed within her is excited by the power of the Holy Ghost and when it does, it invokes an emotional response. Hallelujah. I don't live by that, but praise God, I get to feel it. Praise God, I get to experience it. Praise God, sometimes I, can, I just leap with the Lord. Sometimes, sometimes I fall and weep, cry, Sometimes I just, I just don't say anything. Sometimes I just enjoy the presence of the Lord it's like a mighty sea. Like a mighty sea comes the love of Jesus sweeping over me. The ways of glory roll. The Savior to extol comes the love of Jesus sweeping o'er my soul. My God, sometimes you gotta have a little something that if you don't ever feel anything, if Elizabeth don't feel anything, you got to keep in mind that the time of women wasn't with her anymore. She was going off of faith, right? I mean, I know, she was, I know her body was changing just like any other woman's body was changing. I know she was probably feeling some movement in there. I know there were some things going on, but she's going basically off faith because the time of women's with, not with her, she can't say, oh, this is when it happened because she doesn't really know outside of faith is that right she doesn't really know outside of faith so the Bible says she hid herself for the first five months she hid herself because she's having to live off of faith here but when Mary showed up oh when Mary showed up all of a sudden we're not living off faith anymore no we're not just living off blind faith anymore now my baby's jumped now I felt something in my womb. Now the Holy Spirit's filled me. I'm not just living off what the preacher said. I'm not just living off what the Sunday school teacher said. I'm not just living off what the song said. I'm not living off some feeling or some emotion. Now I know I'm living by faith. I'm living by power. I'm living by anointing. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has moved on me, and he's called that seed within me to leap. I know it's alive. I know it's alive. I know it's alive. I know it's alive. I know it's alive there's nothing worse than dead dry religion there's nothing worse than, than living by a code and living by the rules and if you don't do it this way, then you're not saved and if you don't do it that way, then you're not right with god and if you didn't follow these three steps then you're, you're just you're just not there anymore and if you don't wear this kind of clothes and if you don't get your hair cut this kind of way and if you don't do it right exactly right <laughs> My Lord, the Jews tried to live by 614 laws and precepts and they couldn't keep all 614 of them. They couldn't keep the 10, much less the 614 that went along with it. And now Jesus said he's come so that the law can be done away with and what do we do? We try to put ourselves right back under the law. There's nothing there for you there but dead, dry religion. But if you're following Jesus Christ, you'll find there's life, there's power, there's anointing. And every now and then, there's the Holy Spirit burning in my soul that makes my spirit jump and makes my seed come alive. And I know that I'm in Christ. If you're caught up in religion, if you're just caught up in coming to church... And you don't ever feel that stirring inside of you. You don't ever feel that anointing burning in your soul. You know, every now and then, I, I, I would chance an amen just to, just to, just to give it a shot. <laughs> every, every now and then, I'd lift my hands just to, just to see if it still works, you know. Every, every now and then, I would, I would let the glories roll, the Savior to extol. I would, I would let it roll out of me every now and then just to know that I'm still alive, hallelujah. At my age, they tell me, And those of you that are older are going to laugh. But at my age, they tell me that if it don't hurt, it don't work. If it don't hurt, it don't work. So those pains that you have as you get older let you know that it's still working. That those nerves are still functioning. That there's still blood flow going there. That stuff's still happening like it ought to happen. The only difference is now if I paint for a day, I have to to get up the next morning like this. Uh, But it's still working I know it's still working Why? Because I've got some sense of life Being in there And if you're going to have Jesus Christ in your life Then every now and then There ought to be a little bit of life That's flowing out of you (laughs) Every now and then You ought to have a time At some place besides the church house I said every now and then you ought to have a time with, with Jesus someplace besides the church house. If the only place you ever get excited, the only place you ever feel your seed coming to life, the only place you ever feel the glory of the Lord, if it's only here and here alone as Mike gets the songs going right and the Holy Spirit gets the service going right and everybody's all into it and you begin to feel it then, I'm, I'm telling you, you might be in trouble. Because that seed's got to live outside of this church. That baby's got to be alive somewhere besides in here. He needs to be alive when you're at the dollar store. He needs to be alive when you're showing up at the school to to work at the school. He he needs to be alive when you're going about your daily business. He needs to be alive when you're out there pulling on wrenches and and doing pipe fitting or or, or putting together schedules or or whatever. There needs to be some moments in time whenever you're... (laughs) I told you this stupid little story, but it it, it was such a moment with me because God had put an anointing upon me to preach. I just didn't have a pulpit. I had lots of sermons. I just didn't have a pulpit. And I was working nights one night, and this is the stupid little part of it. I was working nights one night. I was running, running a shift crew and I had a radio and, and I was walking around. You know, they called me if they needed maintenance. I had a maintenance crew there and, and they, they would call me if they need me and I'd get somebody over there to deal with their problem. Well, I got out there and I was walking in between number one and two paper machine. They're, they're side by side. And if you get back there in the back, they got what they call vacuum pumps and fan pumps and, and cooch pit pumps and all kinds of pumps and motors. And, and because of where it's at, it's not very well lit. They got lots of lights, it's just hot and nasty in there and people don't want to go in there and change the lights so it's not real well lit. It's lit enough that you can see but it's not lit enough that you can really, you know, it's, it's, it's just not bright. And I remember that night, I had just read Acts 10:38. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and thou hast anointed me to preach the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. No, no, no let's read it. That's not right. Let me read it to you. It makes the story better if you read it. I had just read Acts 10.38. And Acts 10.38 says this. 10.38. How God anointed, there we go. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth in the Holy, with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were repressed of the devil for God was with him. And I was, I was saying that scripture and thinking about it as I was walking that night doing, doing my rounds and I was Thinking about it, and all of a sudden the power of God came on me right there between number one and number two paper machines. I, I felt the preach swelling up in me, so I just slid back there behind that fan pump. You, you'd had to, you'd had to have a map to find me. I, 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 I imagine Danny knows where it's at. I slid out there beside that fan pump over there by those vacuum pumps. I got over there. I turned that radio down a little bit. I, I, I got to preaching to those fan pumps and those cooch pit pumps and, and then uh, those those uh, those the, all those little things that are going on in there. I got to preaching about how God anointed Jesus of Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and fire. I got excited. I got to preaching. I got anointed. I, I'm telling you, as far as I was concerned, those fan pumps got saved that night there was so much power God where I was they bound to felt something and you say well that's crazy well God told the mountains to, to be a witness for some things he said and if the, if, the, if the mountains can hear and they can be a witness and maybe a fan pump can hear what I'm saying too I'm telling you, the glory of God was on me. I was acting just like I act up here. I was, I was boy, I was pumping it out. I was preaching my heart out to those fan pumps. And as soon as I got through, I just turned my radio back up, walked right back in between those pumps, went back to work. What happened? That seed in me leaped. That spirit of God was burning in my soul. I had to to do something. I couldn't contain it. I had to let the Holy Spirit. And and if that doesn't happen once in a while, how do you know that seed is even still alive? If every now and then there's not a hallelujah that rolls out of your mouth, hallelujah. When you're driving down the road, if the Spirit of the Lord says, you want to have yourself a time? Let the Spirit of the Lord fill the cab of that truck while you're driving down the road. Let the Lord fill your eyes with tears so that you can't even hardly drive. So that you feel out, i got to pull this truck over. i I got to get out for a minute. i got to walk. Man, that's the seed of God being alive in you. That's the power of the Holy Spirit welling up in you. That's the glory of the Lord causing that baby to leap. That's the glory of the Lord moving on that seed, that spirit of God that touches your heart and touches your soul. And I'm telling you, you can be in the midst of the worst storm that there is. You can be in the most most hideous trial that there is. You can be in the most place of, of the biggest trouble. You can have your mind where you can't can't even sleep at night. But if you can allow the Holy Spirit to touch that seed, my God, you come out of there different. The situation hasn't changed, but you've heard from a higher authority. You realize you're not your own. You're bought with a price. I'm not my own. I'm bought with a price. I got a master. His name is Jesus Christ. I got a savior. I got a savior. His name is Jesus Christ. I got a master. His name is God the Father, and I'm his love child. He loves me. He made a way for me. He put a seed within me. He called that power to burn within my soul. I'm telling you. I, I, <laughs> you know, there's two people in this story. There's two people in this story that felt that also, if you turn the page and go to the next chapter, you'll find out that in that, when they went to Jerusalem to dedicate the child, there was a man there named Simeon. And the Bible calls him a just and devout man who was waiting for the consolation of Israel and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he shouldn't see death before he should see the Lord's Christ and he came by the Spirit to the temple. I can't wait to talk to Simeon. When I get to glory, that's one of the guys I'm going to look up. I'm going to look up old Simeon. I'm going to say, Simeon, what caused you to go down to church that morning? Why would you get up there And go to church that morning. And you know what he's going to tell me? I bet you. He's going to say, you know what, brother? I got up that morning and I felt something stirring in my spirit. And he's going to say, I got up and I was doing my devotions. And I was reading the word. And I was praying. And all of a sudden, something inside of me jumped and said, today's the day, son. Today's the day. And he said, I just, I just knew I needed to go down to that temple. I didn't know why I needed to go. I didn't really understand it all. I just knew that whenever I got up this morning, something inside of me was leaping and shouting and praising God. And I said, I got to get down to that temple. This little, this little prayer closet this morning, not big enough to contain my praise. I got to get down to that temple. I got to. William Martin, last week, went over to Woodville. I don't remember why he went over there, but he went over to Woodville, and on the way over there, he got the praise the Lord in, in the car, in the truck. And all of a sudden, that place was filled with the power of God, he took care of some business I think in Woodville and then he started back this way and that spirit of the Lord came in that truck again. I was up here by myself. Sarah was gone and, and Heather of course she's in Houston with Terry and all of a sudden I hear a knock on the door and I go over there and it's William and I open the door and he looks just like he looks now. Eyes all kind of watered up. Just kind of got that got that Holy Ghost kind of look on his face. You know that Kathy calls it an ugly cry when I do it. But he's got that kind of look on his face and the Holy Spirit's on him right now and he open that door and he said I need to borrow your sanctuary. What? I need to bar your sanctuary. I've got the Holy Spirit on me and I got got to get in there. That's what Simeon felt that morning. He got up, he felt that spirit within him, that seed in him had leapt. It, it It was leaping and dancing and praising God and he said, this little prayer closet ain't big enough today. I got to get down to that temple and he got down to that temple and when he got down there and got to worshiping God in that temple, all of a sudden, somebody passed by him and whenever that passed by him, the Holy Spirit said, that's the Christ child. That's the Christ child. That's why I brought you down here today. I told you you weren't going to die till you saw him. There he is. Pastor I grew up with, Brother Clinton went to Vietnam to, to, uh, back in the 1960s when they had the Vietnam War going on. He went over there and ended up opening a serviceman center. He, he went in the in 1950s, he, he, he felt like that God was calling him to a city called Saigon. He didn't really know where it was but he got a map out and figured out that it was in Vietnam. And so in the 1960s, uh, 1968, 14 years after the vision, after the word of God from the Lord, he ended up in Saigon over there. Him and his wife didn't know nobody. They didn't speak the language. So they just went out on the streets and they started passing out tracts to to American servicemen because that's all they knew. They didn't know how to speak Vietnamese. So they're passing out tracts. And during the course of this, they got invited to come and speak at a, at a, evangelical church that was there in Saigon. And when he got in there to preach, he walked in from the side, had a side door. He walked in with the pastor from the side door and there was a man sitting about where Martin's sitting and as soon as the man saw him, he let out a yell. He wept. He, he was noisy to the point that everybody looked at him and he tried to contain himself, but throughout the whole service, he sobbed and cried. At times he got loud enough that they had to kind of wait a minute for him to quiet down. Brother Clinton had preached that morning. He said that at the end of the service seemed like everybody in there wanted to be saved. Then they prayed for people to be healed. seemed like everybody wanted to be healed. And in, in Vietnam, he said, nobody leaves the church until the pastor's standing at the back door. So the place is standing room only. They prayed for everybody. He said, we've been there about two hours after the service is over with and I'm sweated down, I'm ready to go. He says, I'm standing at the back door and here comes that old man still sobbing, still weeping. And when he got to the back door, Brother Clinton told his interpreter, he said, Con, ask this man while he's weeping so. And when the man got there, he said, Sir, why are you crying? Why have you been this way the whole service? He said, five years ago. I was fasting and praying for my nation because I realized that they, they were lost and they needed God. And, they, and five years ago, I began to fast and pray. And he said, The Lord told me there'll be a man who's going to come and he's going to bring revival to your nation. And he said, Five years I have fasted and prayed and waited. And he said, When the pastor walked out on the stage, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Look closely, son, there's the man. There's the man. <laughs> And he said, my spirit leapt inside of me because I know that that's the man that's going to bring revival to my nation. Sometimes the little prayer closet's not big enough. If your spirit's leaping, if the glory of the Lord is filling your life, If the power of God's causing that seed that's within you to jump, whenever it's causing that to happen, sometimes the little prayer closet's not enough. Sometimes just the normal things that you do in the course of the day is not enough. Sometimes you need to allow the Holy Spirit to cause your baby, to cause that seed, to cause that thing that's inside of you to leap so that the power of God can bring vision and bring direction and bring anointing and bring passion and cause that fire that's within you to burn brighter. Hallelujah. There's another lady, there's another person that saw him that day. Her name was Anna. Anna was a woman of 84 years old, I think. Let me look at this. She's a widow. She was 84 years old. She'd gotten married. Her husband had died seven years into the marriage and she just devoted herself to prayer. She just came down to the church every day and that's what she did. She devoted herself to coming to the church and fasting and praying for all of these years. And in, in, verse, in verse 38, she said, and whenever she came in, she gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to those who looked for redemption in Israel. And, and this woman, she knew that Jesus was the Christ child. Nobody had to tell her. She didn't need the witness of Simeon. She didn't know who his mama was. She didn't know who his daddy was. All she knew was that she knew that this was Jesus' son. And you know, when the seed is alive within you, sometimes you just know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. And when that seed's alive in you, sometimes when everybody else is losing their mind, you'll stay sane because that seed's inside of you and you know. You don't have to go crazy with everybody else. You don't, have, you, don't have to, you don't have to be moved by everything you see. You don't have to be moved by what's going on in the economy. You don't have to be moved by what's going on in your family. You don't have to be moved by everything that's happening around you. You don't have to be moved by what's going on at your job. You, don't, you know, they came in one day, they came in six months. They came in January of 2011 and in January of 2011 they told us that as of of June the 30th they were going to shut the doors where I was working. Six months. Six months. They came in six months early and told us there was going to be a massive layout of over 600 people and it was going to happen over the next six months and they were giving us notice in January. They wanted us to finish the job we were working on. I admired those guys. They worked steady and they worked hard till they finished that job, knowing that the moment they finished that job, they were gonna get laid off. Six months, six months. I had a job offer to go to Houston and go to work at CBI office over on Two Riverway, but something inside of me said, I got bigger plans than that. Something inside of me just knew And Kathy and I talked about it, and we had said, if God's going to ever put us in full-time ministry, this is the moment. This is the time. This is the season. This is the opportunity. Yes, I was walking away from a very lucrative job, but there was something inside of me that just knew that just knew it was the time, that knew it was the season, that knew it was the moment, that knew that everything that I had worked for up until this moment in my life was preparing me for this very, very special time whenever the Lord was going to open a door and allow me to go full-time into the ministry. How did you know that, Pastor? I just knew. Because that seed that's within me that I had fed, that I had watered, that I had kept alive, that I had kept moving. That seed that we, had, that we had discussed and we had talked about, that seed just knew that this was the season. Just like with Anna, she just knew that this was the Christ child. There was no big fanfare when he showed up. Oh, Simeon was there. He got a little excited. But the priest didn't make any big deal about it. They brought two turtle doves. Do you know what that means? That means they couldn't afford a lamb. That means that Joseph was a poor man. Mary, he, Jesus was born into a poor family. They gave two turtledoves for the consecration of Jesus. That's all they had. They weren't some big royal family that showed up at the, at the temple. There wasn't any fanfare when they showed up. Nobody said, hey brother, how you doing? They're just two people with a newborn baby that's walking in with two do- turtle doves in a cage. That's all they are. But Anna knew. And you may come across a season where your life just seems to be like it's always been. Where it just seems like that everything is going like it's always gone. You may come into a season where it just looks like everything is going the way everything's going. But somehow in the inside of you, because that seed is alive in you, you know that something's about to happen. You know that something's stirring in the spirit world. Have you ever had that moment where you said, you know what, there's... There's something going on. I don't know what the Lord's fixing to do. Have you ever said these words? I'm not sure what the Lord's fixing to do, but something's about to happen here. Something's something's about to break loose in this house. Something's about to go on in my life. I'm not sure what it is, but I know this. I'm struggling with things I haven't struggled with in years. I'm having trouble with stuff that I thought was under the blood. I, I know this. I can't keep my mind steady. The Word of God just not seemingly working and everything around me looks like it's falling apart, but somehow in my in my innermost being, down where that seed lives, down there somewhere, there's a fire burning and there's something going on. And I'm telling you, this is just for a season because there's something about to break loose. How did you know it, Anna? Because I felt it down deep in my soul and it made my baby jump. (sighs) Made that seed move, made that anointing shake. Let me know that something was about to happen and I'm asking you tonight, what is it that's causing your seed to jump? Is there something burning and moving in your soul that's causing you to know that God is about to open We're we're working steadily here to commission our first missionary, Candace Johnson. Yay. She had an interview Friday with uh, the directors, the South Texas directors of the world missions. She had an interview with them Friday. I I told them, I said, it was going to go fine. I said, who could not love you? Gracious. They'd have to be brain dead not to like you. And, and, and I think they did. I think they had a good conversation. I think it went very well. And, and we're not too far away. Just we got another little interview to do and some background checks and stuff to do. So if there's nothing in your background. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's not. We've got a background check to do and a couple little other things to do. But if that, if that all goes to plan, then it's not going to be too long until we're going to be raising money for Miss Candace Johnson to go to Ireland. Amen. Amen. What happened? If I get your story wrong now, you correct me, okay? What happened? We took a, We were supposed to go to Vietnam for a missions trip. We were supposed to go to Vietnam. We were scheduled to go to Vietnam. I had 12 people that said they were willing to make a 12-hour flight to South Korea and then another six-hour flight to Da Nang, Vietnam, and we were supposed to go to Vietnam. But at the last minute, Vietnam called and counseled us. Said you can't go here. Can't come here. Several reasons for that, but they told us you can't come here. You can ask Kathy. I was up, I was distraught. We were on we were on a little getaway when they called and told me, and I had to kind of gather myself up there for a minute because I was really upset that we didn't get we weren't going to get to go, because I knew that's where God was sending us. I just knew that was God was sending us. So Monday morning found me back where I was sitting right there where she is, praying, saying, Lord God, if you're not going to Vietnam, where are we going? And Ireland started going across my brain. Several days I prayed about it. Ireland always danced across my head. I called, got in touch with this missionaries from Ireland. They said, yeah, come on and go. Long story there. But they ended up up going to Ireland. When we got to Ireland, when we got to Ireland, something in her spirit said, this is it. Right? Did I get that right? When did you know for sure? When you got there, right? When she got there. When she set her feet on Irish soil, something inside of her spirit said, you're home. This is it. That Anna spirit, that Anna anointing, that Anna seed that didn't require a bunch of fanfare, didn't require somebody to say, thus saith the Lord and lay her hands on her. None of that. Just when she put her feet on the ground, something inside that seed said, this is it. This is where I've called you. This is where you're going to be. You See, that seed has to be inside of you. It's got to be active. It's got to be alive. It's got to be a part of you. It can't, You know, that baby doesn't live if it's not a part of its mom. Is, is that too much biology? If, it's not the, if that cord's not connected... If everything's not flowing right in that cord, that baby can't breathe in there. He's like Jonah down at the bottom of that well. There's nothing there but water. <laughs> he can't breathe in there, but he's getting oxygen. He can't eat in there, but he's getting fed. He can't, he can't, he can't do much, much more than just move around a little bit, but all of his vitals are all working. That, that heart's working. Everything's working. It's all moving like it's supposed to. Why? Because he's connected to his mama. And as long as he's connected to the mama, then he's got life. And that life causes him to move. And that life will soon cause him to be born. And all I'm telling you tonight is as long as you're connected to the source. (laughs) As long as you're connected to the source, there'll be life flowing in your veins. Because the spirit that comes comes from him. The, the times of refreshing comes from him. The anointing comes from him. Everything you need to live a Christian life is comes from him because you're connected to, to the Father. You're connected to the Father. And as long as you're connected to the Father, then He'll know when to make that spirit begin to move so that you don't have to pray and fast and, and worry and try to figure it out. No, one day you'll put your feet on ground and the Lord will say, this is it. He told Anna, there's the Christ child. And she knew it. My God, stand with me tonight. I'm done. Praise team, can I get you to come back for just a moment? Get you guys to come back up here for just a moment. You only played for an hour and 20 minutes this morning. I let you off light. You only made 25 minutes tonight. We got an hour to go. And there's my most excited praise team person (laughs) ran up here. Maybe you say tonight, I don't know what you're even talking about. I've never I, i i don't i don't understand what you're saying, and I want to tell you that you can know Jesus Christ tonight. You can you can be filled with His Spirit tonight until that seed within you starts to move, till that seed within you comes alive, till there's life. There's life. The Bible, the Bible, and I know you're standing. I, I already told you I was going to quit preaching. But, but I just want to tell you that the Bible uses a word that's called quick in the King James Version. The other versions probably use a better word. But in the Bible, it talks about quicken. And the Holy Spirit will quicken you. It, it talks about judging between the quick and the dead. And that word quick doesn't mean you're like Zach or Sam and you can move really fast or, or Hunter. He's not here. But that, that doesn't mean that. What it means is that you're alive. That quicken is that spirit that in the morning, whenever you wake up, your spirit will quicken you and you'll get up. Because if you're not quickened, you'll lay in that bed and you'll be sick. But the spirit in the morning will quicken you. Your, your man spirit, your, 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 your sense of wanting to be alive will quicken you and you'll get up and you'll start moving. And in the spirit realm, it's the same way that holy spirit comes within you and it quickens that God-man. <laughs> oh, god man it quickens that god man and when it quickens that god man he gets up he gets up he begins to he begins to speak he begins to communicate with god he begins to to have an intuition to know what god's doing he quickens you that spirit within you he quickens your relationship with the lord and, and maybe tonight you're saying, I need that spirit to be alive. I need that spirit to be, to be more within me to where I, 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 I know what you're talking about, but maybe it's been a while since you've felt that quickening of the power of God. And maybe tonight while they lead us in a course or lead us in a song, if you want to experience God tonight in a new way, And I want to give you the opportunity to come down here tonight and lift your hands. You know, this morning, this morning, whenever all this was going on down here, all this was going on, I mean, it's been a a few weeks since I've seen so many people crying and worshiping and slain in the spirit and, and, and so much going on in here this morning. So much going on. And when all that was going on, there should have been something inside of you that was bearing witness with that spirit. There should have been something inside of you that was that was moving. If if you were able to look on your phone and watch Facebook and look at your watch and see what time it is 25 times, then, then there, there, that spirit needs to be revitalized. That, that spirit's not there if you can do all that while all this is going on. I'm not saying you gotta be a shouter and a runner and a dancer and saying I'm not saying you gotta do all that. You could you can stay in your pew, that's fine. But there ought to be something inside of you that says, Woo, look what God's doing. My Lord, did you see that? You know, when we were kids, we used to get in trouble because we'd we'd laugh. You know, because people get excited, some of them live ladies, they'd throw their head back and they'd have their knee they look like they look like Gestapo people with their the way they were dancing and shouting and and we'd laugh and when I'd get home my mom would tell me, You better reverence what's going on down there. You better not be laughing at that. You better That's the Holy Spirit. You better reverence that. And you know what? I learned to reverence it. And it, it, it's a whole different world. That's right. Whenever you begin to understand what's going on and you begin to see the power of God and that, that seed inside of you starts to leap, and all I'm saying tonight, and I'm stopping, all I'm saying tonight is, if you need that spirit that's in you, if you need it to be alive, if you need it to be quickened, if you need the glory of the Lord, to feel you to where you can be like William sometimes Not a, he doesn't come every day he just comes sometime one time so far but he did come and he said I need to borrow your sanctuary because the spirit that's in with me is bigger than the cab of this truck and I gotta do something else hallelujah God can move upon you if you need that tonight It's Mike leads us then make your way down and let's pray together tonight. I could get some of you to leave your seat and come down here and pray with these tonight. We're going to come down here and pray, and we're going to see the Holy Spirit quicken their spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I know they're saved. I know they love the Lord, but we're just going to see the Holy Spirit make a difference in their life tonight. So if you could, make your way down here and find somebody to pray with, and let's see the Lord work in their soul. give the Lord a hand clap in this house tonight. Amen. May the Lord make your seed jump. May the Lord cause that seed within you to be joy unspeakable and full of glory. May the Lord cause that seed that's within you to make serving the Lord not a mundane thing that you do like making donuts every morning but cause it to be a refreshing, powerful, overflowing fountain of living water. Yeah. Jesus said, out of the innermost being. He said, if I go back to the Father, I'll send another comforter. And he said, out of your innermost being shall flow a river yeah. of living water. Amen. Yeah. This spake he of the Spirit. Oh. oh my God, if you've ever felt that river flowing out of you, <laughs> woo! It won't be dead dry religion anymore. Oh my God! It'll be a it'll be a taste of the living water, and and the, and religion will never satisfy you again. Never. I, I I could start preaching again, but I know you're ready to go. My God, I'm I'm feeling it tonight. I'm telling you, it's. I don't think I'll be going to bed for a little while. glory to God I better let you go home hallelujah Heavenly Father thank you Lord God for your spirit in this house tonight my God thank you for the joy of the Lord that is my strength Father that joy causes me to eat the fat and drink the sweet to enjoy all the blessings of the Lord Father God in your word you called it new wine Father and Lord right now I feel like I'm drinking new wine (laughs) I thank you for a wineskin that can hold it. (laughs) I thank you that it's not about to burst, oh God. But Lord, I'm going to be enjoying it, Almighty God. As you pour fresh wine into my wineskin, God, I thank you for it right now, God. That spirit that's quickening my soul, that spirit right now that's causing my spirit, man, to leap and jump, oh God. Oh, that spirit right now, God, that's, that's stirring in my soul like a mighty sea, Lord, like a mighty sea. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, God, that you're not only a God that can be trusted, but you're a God that can be felt and experienced. And God, I just pray, oh God, throughout this week, oh God, that you would cause those in this congregation, cause that seed that's within them, oh God, to leap, oh God. Cause it, oh God, to have power. Cause it to have authority. Cause them, oh God, to know that that spirit man's been quickened tonight, oh God. That you breathe the life of the power of the Holy Ghost within that spirit man, God. And may you move upon their soul, oh God, that they cannot contain it. And I thank you for it tonight in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Spirit we pray. Amen. 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 Remember next Sunday night we're going to have a water baptism. If you want to be baptized, just wear a dark colored shirt.